Tonight here at Ground Zero Ministries, I'm going to be talking about forgiveness. Uh, the last time that we met, I was, you know, really talking about my struggles currently with anger and how I've overcome some things and regressed in some areas and had some new things and, uh, it's just, you know, life, life on life's terms, you know, and, you know, as I've been really trying to wrap my mind around some of these things and, and just come into the terms that, you know, I needed help, you know, and I, I've met with two different pastors since we've met last time and discussed, you know, what's really been going on in my life. And, um, I'll be honest, it's been very helpful. You know, it, it helped me to kind of just put all my stuff out on the table and one person didn't know me for, you know, I, I went in there and met with him and, uh, he didn't know who I was or that I was even a pastor. I kind of, I wanted just to fresh eyes on the situation, you know, and just kind of discuss, you know, where, where I was at. And I think it helped, you know, in, in some areas it was just getting it out, you know, so often that when I, when I struggle with forgiveness, it's something that I just keep pushing down. I don't want to deal with it. So I push it down or I, or it does seep out and my mind starts racing and I start thinking about it. And, you know, I tend to, you know, think poorly about these individuals and, you know, and, and then I'll get a grip back on it and I'll kind of get it down and I'll pray for the willingness to forgive and the willingness to let go. And I, I'm able to kind of get it under wraps again and compartmentalize it and stick it back into, you know, it's little cubby hole where I've put it and, you know, keep it moving. You know, but this year has been really difficult and, you know, I've really had several things that really kind of hit me, hit me hard, you know, had some really close relationships kind of, you know, go sideways in, in a couple of different ways. And, you know, and it was been really hard for me to, to let go of certain things. And, um, you know, as much as I'm trying to just keep moving forward and focusing on what the Lord has next for me. You know, the enemy keeps trying to whisper in my ear and, you know, and I, I've been struggling, struggling with anger, struggling when wanting vengeance, you know, and, you know, as I kind of said in the, you know, anger message, you know, that just watching a random show and, and it was just poking at the button, you know, that there's an issue in here that you got to deal with, you know, and, and, you know, I, I've been praying, praying for the willingness, praying for the willingness, praying for the willingness. And, and, you know, sometimes we get stuck in that rut. You know, I think that I've been praying for the willingness to forgive and the willingness to let go. But when it comes time to actually forgive, I'm not taking that next step. You know, and I didn't really realize it. I didn't really understand, you know, what was going on. You know, I think that I was hurt so deeply that, you know, I, I felt justified in, in allowing certain things to, to fester and certain, you know, pieces of anger and memories to, to just keep resonating over and over and over again. You know, and as I met with, you know, the first pastor and, and I was going through it, you know, he asked me, you know, 
in the end goal, we have to be obedient. So what's the Lord asking you? And I struggled. I struggled to answer the question because I know that the Lord wants me to forgive, but I, I don't want to if I just can get honest, you know. And so, you know, I, I'm it was slow to answer and, you know, and, and he was saying some things and I'm asking the Holy Spirit to, to really help me in that moment. And um, all of a sudden, you know, I, I got this like word picture in in my mind that I'm really Jonah. You know, Jonah asked God or God asked Jonah to do something and he didn't want to do it. So he kind of ran away and, Kind of was like, I'm going to go do my own thing, you know, and, and difficulties came, you know, and eventually he got to a place where he was in enough pain that he's like, all right, I'll go do what you want me to do. But part of the reason that Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh is that he knew that God was going to forgive those people. So even as Jonah did that, he was upset and miserable and he was at the end of the book, he's sitting under this tree, you know, being mopey and a, and a worm came and ate the, the leaf that he was sitting under and he is in the sun, you know, because he wanted what he wanted so much that he couldn't let what God wanted to overcome him. And I, I really was looking at that and I'm like, I don't want to forgive because I know that God will move in certain areas and I want my will to be done, you know, and I have to get myself out of the equation. And it's, it's difficult because, you know, I want justice. I want vengeance. I want repercussions. I want them to feel the pain that I've been feeling. And that's not how I get to forgiveness. That's how I get to a place of staying stuck. You know, and, you know, as we look at what the Bible tells us, you know, in Matthew 6, 19 through 15, we, we really see Jesus kind of talking to the disciples. He said, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You know, so for me, like I keep focusing on what happened. I keep focusing on what they did. I'm not focusing on Jesus. I'm not focusing on my, my father in heaven and, how holy he is, how, how awesome he is, how he's forgiven me. And I've committed numerous sins. And yet he was willing to welcome me. And he welcomes me over and over again when I continue to sin again and again. You know, how many times have I asked for forgiveness of a sin and committed the same sin again and came back to him and asked for forgiveness again and committed the same sin again? And came back to him and asked for forgiveness. He never gets to that point where he's like, nope, Tom, too many times. You can, you can just go on your merry way. Like I've given you enough chances. Like the whole idea of what Jesus has done for us is that he's 
bridged a gap that that we could not do on our own. And as long as I focus on the person and what they've done wrong, I can't allow myself to look at God because he's going to ask me to let go. He's going to ask me to forgive, and I don't want to. I want to focus on the pain. I want to, I want to continue to, to mull it over. I want to continue to think about what they've done wrong. And I want God to, to smite them with his almighty smiter. But it, and the truth of the matter is, I want mercy. But I want them to get justice. You know, so there's a double standard in my mind that I can get grace for my sins, even when I've hurt somebody, even when I've tried to to do the right thing or the wrong thing, I want a different standard for me than for other people. You know, but as we look at the scripture, it says, your kingdom come, your will be done. You know, and his word tells us that they're going to know us by our love. And too often they know us about our judgments. You know, the world knows us about the stuff we don't like. You know, and one thing that God has convicted me of many, many years ago is that when I was reading through the Bible for the very first time, I have never seen Christians live that way. And I remember going to Pastor Mike with my Bible and said, do Christians actually read this? Because I've never seen Christians that live this way. And he laughed, and I was so serious. And at that point in my life, I was a brand new Christian, and like this stuff was really moving in my life, and it was impacting me, and it was messing with me in ways that I did not even understand. That I declared that I was going to be a new breed of Christians. That I was going to be someone that followed Jesus. You know, and life has you know, sent me numerous times of of dealing with things and the enemy, you know, comes against me and people have hurt me through the years and I've able to to let go and move on, you know, and, you know, a lot of times those people come back and ask, you know, and tell me, Tom, I'm sorry. And I've always been there and be like, no, it's all right. You know, I've already forgiven you. There's just something about what's been going on in my life in the last two years that is just like, I just can't let go of it for some reason because I'm focusing on what they did and not on who he is. You know, and in this, you know, first counseling appointment, it really helped me to see that I don't want to forgive because God's going to give mercy and I don't want him to give mercy. I want him to give justice. So I'm the one that's playing God. Tom's will be done instead of his, you know, and it's a wake up call for me, you know, and understanding that the sins that I've committed have created a great debt between me and God. And he's paid that by what Jesus has done. You know, and it's through me understanding how much I've been forgiven that gives me the ability to realize that I can give grace to other people. But where did I become so righteous that 
his payment for me stopped being enough for me to begin to give it to other people. And I, I have to get, you know, come to terms with the fact that, you know, I need to let other people's debts go just as Jesus forgets my debt. You know, and I have to focus on what is pure and what is true. But as we continue to look at the scriptures, lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. What's the temptation? To continue to think those evil thoughts. To continue to mull it over and think about what they've done wrong. This is the temptation. He's talking about forgiveness. What's the temptation? Not to forgive. What's the temptation? To not release the debt. What's the temptation? is to continue to think of, you know, judgment on those people. When he's talking about, focus on me, understand grace, give grace, and don't let the temptation of, you know, thinking about what they've done lead you back into evil. You know, that he wants us to let go of these things and be pure at heart, and to love, and to be full of grace, and to give grace. You know, and it's not always easy. It's not always what we want. It doesn't come in our own strength. It only comes with us leaning into him that I can boast in my weakness and and show that he is glorified and so strong because I can't do this. You know, I can't do this on my own. I need his, his strength, his power, his word, the Holy Spirit to guide me through this process. Because if I could forgive on my own, I wouldn't need Jesus. He wouldn't have needed to do what he did that if I could just forgive. You know, and the world is like forgive and forget. We just, you know, keep it moving. And a lot of times we think they're one and the same. You know, forgetting isn't forgiving. Just because I've, you know, pushed myself away from somebody, you know, and it just drifts away into the, you know, into the abyss of the past. But if that person was brought back into this moment, they walked through that door right now, all that stuff would come flooding forward. So it's not forgotten about. It's just put in denial. It's just put away. It's just forgotten about. But that doesn't mean it's forgiven. You know, and it's something about this year that's just been poking at me and saying that there's stuff in there, Tom, that you got to work through. And I'm like, yep, nope, just keep it moving. You know, and, you know, I think just, you know, I've, I've gotten to this place where the, the Lord is poking at me enough that says, all right, you know, I got to let you into places that I've been keeping you out of. You know, and I'll be honest, it's hard to admit, but that's what we do here. We talk about the things that are difficult. We, we try to be radically transparent so the enemy can't, you know, continue to, to keep us stuck. You know, and, you know, it's important that we keep focusing on him through whatever it is that we're going through. You know, am I completely done with this? No, but I'm so much further ahead than I was just a couple of weeks ago. Because I've come to terms with certain things and I've looked at them in a different way. You know, and I realize that I got to get out of my own way. You know, and that's part of my problem is that I want what I want. And I want to continue to 
to bring up what they've done rather than bring up what Jesus has done. Which is more powerful, what they've done to me or what Jesus has done for me? You know, my, my focus has been off. You know, and <clears throat> I met with uh, Marlene Yo this past weekend as she was in town for the conference. And, you know, she's been, you know, an awesome representation of what God is is been using someone to do in, in her city and you know as I do very similar things here that we've you know chatted through the years and I've visited her and every time that she comes into town for the conference you know normally we you know chit chat but you know she had, had talked about forgiveness at the first night of the conference and it was so powerful that a friend of mine sent it to me Kind of like, here, this, you know, you need this. Like, you ever send somebody something like that and be like, you need to hear this. And I listened to it twice and, you know, and still stuck, still stuck. You know, yep, you know, I, I prayed it, I believe it, but I don't think there's going to be a difference. You know, and, you know, Chriselle was kind enough to, to talk to Marlene for me and say, will you meet with her? And I'm like, I can't say no. You know, I got to say the right thing, right? It's what you're supposed to do. And um, she set up the appointment, and I'll be honest, I wanted to cancel it. I wanted to make excuses because I don't want to deal with it. You know, and I'm so grateful that she did that for me, and I'm so grateful that I went, and I'm so grateful that, Marlene is an awesome woman of God and, and a pastor in, in Massachusetts and oversees three different churches and written several books. And she's been working with the homeless and addicted community for a lot longer than I have. She's, she's seen a lot, you know, and, you know, and she basically kind of sat with me and, and listened to me and kind of asked me what was going on. And we just chatted. You know, and she helped me to see something that coincided with the what the Holy Spirit told me about Jonah is that I'm so focused on what might happen in the future that I can't let God into my present. Because of what I think will happen once I forgive, I refuse to forgive. So I'm projecting. I have anxiety, I have fear of what the future might hold with individuals if I let go of the pain, that they're just going to hurt me again. So what's the point? Well, the point is that we become more like Christ, and we don't know if they're going to hurt us again, but that's why we set boundaries, right? You know, boundaries and forgiveness aren't the same thing. So I can forgive and still have boundaries. But see, I want to forgive and never have to have a boundary, or I don't want to forgive because I don't want to set a boundary. I want to make a wall. You know, I don't want to have a relationship. I just want to push these people out of my life. So as we're talking, you know, she's, you know, basically leading me through, you know, basic liberation prayers that most of you have gone through on one level or another and I've gone through and but 
I needed someone to minister to me. I needed someone to lead me through it because I couldn't do it myself. And a lot of times we can't get ourselves to that next place because we're too emotional. We can't think practically. We can't bring the principles in that we know because our emotions override. So I, I needed someone to minister to me in, in this time. And I guess I just never realized it or didn't want it. Wasn't willing, even though I prayed for willingness. But I guess at the end, when I was asked to meet with her, I was willing to go. And I was willing to talk about it. And I'm grateful that I did. You know, and, you know, I renounced. I broke ties. I asked Jesus to come in. But I also had to repent that a lot of times I can't forgive because I have some repentance to do as well. And if I don't repent of my side of that equation, forgiveness can't completely come in and uproot it. And that's why I can't forgive them is because I don't want to look at my side. You know, what did I say? What have I prayed that isn't Jesus's will? What have I been thinking? What have I been trying to, you know, wish to happen? You know, and I needed to repent of my thoughts and my words and my prayers, praying things that I shouldn't pray because I want God to get them. You know, that's not, that's not a holy prayer. That's not a loving prayer. That's not God's will for me to, to get him, Jesus. Just being honest. You know, I need, Grace, I need love, I need peace, you know, and, you know, as we, we went through the renouncing and repenting and, and breaking ties and, you know, and, and she was leading me through, you know, basic, you know, deliverance and liberation, you know, stuff that, you know, I've done and I've done with other people, but yeah, I still needed someone to help me again. As I was praying forgiveness, she, you know, she stopped me because I was still praying for the willingness to forgive and the willingness to let go. And she's like, no, you have to choose it. You have to choose to forgive. Because once you choose to forgive, the enemy can't bring it back to you. And I was like, I've never thought of it that way before. You know, it's just the same as if I have a sin that I've been struggling with and I've asked the Lord to forgive me of that sin and the enemy tries to bring it back to me. I can tell the enemy to take a hike because I have now asked him to forgive me in that area. It's no different than me choosing to forgive. So now if the enemy tries to bring it back, lead me back into temptation, you know, delivering me from evil, that when the enemy tries to bring those thoughts back, I can say, no, I chose to forgive. You know, and last week I really, I've been fighting and I've said, no, I've chose to forgive hundreds of times. As the enemy tries to hand this back to me where I used to take it and mull it over and go right back into the, the temptations and thinking evil thoughts. I'm saying, nope, I chose to forgive. You know, I think it's so important to add this to the end of what many of you have been taught and what I've been teaching for years is because so often I'm not willing to forgive. 
that there's been such a wound in certain places that I have to ask Jesus to give me the, the willingness to forgive and the willingness to let go because I'm just not there yet. But I think after I've prayed the willingness to forgive and the willingness to let go, Marlene helped me to see that I have to diligently make a choice and I'm choosing to forgive. So I don't know if I've never thought about it or if it was just not in my mind. I know that I've, I've prayed that prayer before because it's in a Jason Upton song that he, he declares, I choose to forgive, you know, so I can see again is what he says. That I've been looking at the wrong things. I'm focusing on the wrong things. I'm not focusing on Jesus. I'm not focusing on his holiness. I'm not focusing on what he's done for me. I'm not focusing on what his word says. I'm focusing on what they did. So, yeah, I need to pray for the willingness to forgive and the willingness to let go. So that thing in my heart, the hardness of my heart starts to break down. But at some point, I have to say, I choose. I choose to forgive. And it was so powerful this past Saturday. You know, I went through a box of tissues. You know, I had snot coming out everywhere. We definitely didn't come prepared to that meeting. I was using those baby wipe things. I was ripping them into you know, the, the papers that you put down to change the babies. I was using those as tissues. We just ran out of stuff to blow my nose on. You know, and that, you know, she laid hands on me and she prayed. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I went because I w- didn't want to. I'm grateful that I prayed for the willingness to forgive for months. And that definitely did something in my heart to get me to that place. I didn't think anything was going to change. I'll be honest. Just going to talk about it again. I've prayed about it. I've talked about it. What's the difference? But when I was willing and I asked somebody to come in and to minister to me, things began to shift. You know, and that there is power in repentance. There is power in renouncing. There is power in giving those things to Jesus. There is power. But there's also power in my words. But I have to make a declaration to choose to let go, to choose to forgive. You know, and, you know, we look at, you know, what Jesus is talking about. You know, that he tells the Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know, I, I know that I've hurt people, and in the moment, I didn't realize what I was doing. You know, we just kind of do what we think we're, we want to do, right? You know, and that doesn't always turn out to be the best. You know, and, you know, I, I think some people just aren't thinking about their actions and when they do it and, you know, and how it will affect somebody else. And, you know, I need to, to trust in, in God's word. I need to trust that, that Jesus has a plan in this. I don't see it in the moment, but I also haven't been able to get my eyes off of what they've done. So how can I see 
what might take place. You know, and she she made a reference to the Ebenezer Scrooge movie. You know, and I plan on watching it in this holiday season because it is a Christmas movie, but the reference that she made is that Ebenezer had to go back to the past and look at it. Had to really look at it for what it really happened. And a lot of times we have lies that get intermixed into the story and the, the lies keep us stuck. So when we really look at it and we look at what we've done too, that we're not innocent in it, even if it, even if it's just our thoughts and how it goes down, that when we really look at it clearly is when we can begin to look forward again. Because so often we're trying to walk forward, but we're looking in the rear room mirror. And if we're staring in the rear room mirror, the stuff that happened behind us, we really can't see what's going on in front of us. So many of us are walking forward, but we're really, we're looking behind us. And how often do we trip over some new thing? We can't handle life on life's terms. We can't handle some new event because we're so focused on what somebody did behind us. You know, and, you know, I think that it's important that we, we have to go visit certain events, certain times, certain places. And I know that we don't like to, because I know I just didn't want to, even though I've done it numerous times with other people in other situations. And I've, I've sorted through my past. I've done step work. I've, I've dug up something, but just something in this last year, I just did not want to do what I know how to do. I wanted my emotions to rule me. As much as I pushed it down and I kept trying to do the right thing, this area had control over me. This area had control. You know, and Peter comes to Jesus and says, how often do I need to forgive? You know, in Matthew 18, 21 and 22. You know, and Peter goes, how many times? Seven times? And it was Jewish custom that you would forgive somebody three times. So Peter was trying to go above and beyond with seven. He's like, thought he was doing the right thing. And Jesus was like, yeah, 77 times seven. Basically, we're supposed to you know, forgive infinite amount of times. And that's hard. Because there are people in our lives that Come at us like that. But I also think that it, it's very important for us to know when it, it's appropriate to set boundaries. You know, and we have to realize that I can forgive somebody, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to have a close, intimate relationship with that person again until they work on some of the stuff on their side. Because forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation. Reconciliation means two people both are repenting and, and asking for forgiveness and giving forgiveness so that you can mend something. You can bring something back together. You can try to restore something. I can only work on my side of the street. My side of the street is I know that I need to forgive. I need to pray for the willingness to forgive. I need to pray for the willingness to let go. But at some point, I have to choose to forgive. But that doesn't mean that I don't have boundaries. 
You know, it doesn't mean that I just leave myself open for toxic attacks. However, a lot of times I struggle with forgiving is because I know they're going to do it again, right? But them doing it again, it doesn't have anything to do with forgiveness. Just as I've done it again, and Jesus forgives me. You know, so I have to understand that people may still be people And I may need to forgive them repeatedly. You know, forgiveness isn't a one-time deal. And I'm so grateful that it wasn't a one-time deal with, with the Lord. That I didn't have to be perfect in it. You know, that I have to forgive them because they don't always know what they're doing. You know, in 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9, it says, To be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking for someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kind of suffering that are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. You know, the enemy wants to try to hand this stuff back to us. And that's what he's been doing to me. You know, I have to be sober-minded. And if sober-minded doesn't have anything to do with drugs and alcohol in this statement, it's having a clear understanding of where you're at. And where I'm at is that I've been letting the enemy prowl. You know, I've been letting him hand me back things. I've been letting him try to, to devour me in this area, in a few areas, you know, where unforgiveness has been at play. You know, I've been allowing him to hand me back temptation of thinking these th- types of thoughts. I've been allowing evil desires to, to be thinking instead of focusing on the Lord and focusing on his goodness and his grace. You know, and the enemy is trying to take us out. The enemy is always going to be there. But I also want to not give him credit. Because sometimes we give him too much credit. Because I wasn't focusing on Jesus. I wasn't doing what his word was telling me to do. I wasn't inviting him into this area. I let him. I let the enemy have more power than he should. If I stay focused on him, if I stay focused on his holiness, I stay in his word, I stay focused on what he's asking me to do, I I stay obedient, it doesn't give any ground for the enemy. Because if you really look at lions, and as they hunt, they always take the person that's on the outside, or they always take the wildebeest or the zebra or whatever they're trying to hunt, They always take the one that's on the outside. They always take the one that's not paying attention. They always take the one that's sickly or or wounded. They don't attack the one that's in the middle. They wait. They prowl until you you get so far towards the edge. That's when they really set their trap. You know, the enemy, you know, when they tempted or the enemy tempted Jesus, it's that he gave up, basically. He knew that there was no sin in him, but he waited for this opportune time. And because I was giving ground for the enemy to tempt me, he's been prowling in my mind, allowing unforgiveness to, to fester. You know, and 
it's important that, you know, I have people around me that love me, you know, that, that challenge me, that set me up with counseling appointments, even though I don't want to, you know, I'm grateful for Chriselle because I wouldn't have done it. You know, and sometimes we need people to come alongside of us and say, hey, you need to deal with this. In our pride, in our frustration, in our unwillingness, we're going to be like, no. But if we pray willingness enough, hopefully we say yes. I'm grateful I said yes last Saturday. Last Friday night. Even after I said yes, I, I wanted to make an excuse not to go. But I prayed enough willingness, I guess, in the last few months that I, I showed up. I exposed my wound to someone I trust. And they ministered to me. And they prayed for me. So now I'm on a journey. You know, I have to choose. I got to continue to fight this battle. I can't let the enemy into this area. I can't allow temptation to go back to certain areas and think certain thoughts. I have to say, no, I'm moving forward now. Do I know what my future looks like? Do I know how any of those relationships are going to work out in the future? No, I don't. But right now I'm focusing on Jesus. That's all I can do. Like I can't get too far ahead of myself. And I think that because I've been thinking about what might happen, I couldn't let Jesus do what needed to happen. You know, so I... I know that it's important for me to just focus on him right now. You know, and where those relationships may end up, I have no idea, but he does. And I can't concern myself with that right now. I need to continue to fight this battle and and allow grace to, to heal me and to help me to let go, help me to move forward, help me to heal. You know, it's been a, a difficult year. You know, it's been a difficult couple of years in certain areas. But he, he doesn't let go of us. You know, so I just want to encourage you guys. You know, just the fact of the matter is that most of us in here still struggle with some of this stuff, too. So if you just stand with me tonight. I don't know where any of you are at in some of this stuff and the, and the people that you're struggling with. But I just encourage you to take a second. Pray for the willingness to forgive. Pray for the willingness to let go. You know, and I even encourage you that, you know, if you're ready to, to choose to forgive, I encourage you to, to, to say that as well, privately, you know, just quietly in your chair. No one needs to know. But I also encourage you to meet with me or Chriselle or, or make an appointment with a pastor, you know, and and talk about some of these people that you may be struggling with. Because I'm so grateful that I, I was ministered to and I know that I couldn't do it on my own. You know, and maybe I've been trying 
to do it on my own. Maybe I haven't been trying to do it on my own, to be honest. But sometimes we need somebody else to come alongside of us and love us in a time when we don't feel lovable. And we don't want to be lovable. And we don't want to, to extend love. But I know that I want freedom. I know that you want freedom. And if this has been in my way, that I would imagine that it's been in some of your ways as well. And let's really try to get this stuff out of our heart as we move into this next year and say this is the year of freedom. I'm not carrying this stuff inside my heart and in my mind anymore. I'm not going to let the devil tempt me. I'm not going to let him devour my thoughts. I'm not going to have him you know, lead me into temptation. I'm, he's going to deliver me from that evil, but i got to focus on him and what he's done for me. So just take a moment and pray. Lord, we need you. We can't do this without you. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would just minister to us, Lord. Minister us here tonight. Minister us in the car. Minister at home. Lord, we need you. Give us the willingness to forgive. Give us the willingness to let go, Lord. But help us to get to a place where we're ready to choose to let these people go. That we're choosing to forgive. Help us to repent of anything that we need to repent of as we've, you know, helped make a mess. That we're not always innocent in these situations, Lord. And help us to have a clear understanding of, of those situations, Lord. Help us to recognize how the enemy's been tempting us with evil thoughts, Lord. And help us to resist those evil thoughts and focus on your holiness. Focus on your grace. Focus on what you've done to set us free. Focus on your work on the cross. Focus on you, Lord. Focus on your word. Help us to be obedient in areas that we don't want to be obedient, Lord. Give us the willingness to be obedient. Give us the willingness to let go of our own will, Lord, and trust that you have greater things in store for us. Lord, you are the bondage breaker, Lord. You come into these areas and you can break us free in a moment, Lord. So, Lord, I, I pray that you would minister to the hearts and the minds of every man and woman here tonight, Lord. And I pray as we move out from this place, Lord, that we would we would know that this is something that we need to do. That I no longer want to carry this stuff. I no longer want to feel this way. I no longer want to allow these thoughts to, to fester. Lord, we want freedom. We want your grace to, to pour over us and go through us and help us to, to let go of other people. I just thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen.